This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 199, folks, and tonight it is day six of the Countdown to Halloween Podathon, which means there's nine more days to Halloween, 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 nine more days to Halloween. Oh my god, there's nine more days to Halloween. That's nine more shows to get to. But I'm not quite hitting the wall of pain yet. But I am starting to feel the strain. And tonight we're going to take a look at a TV special from the year 1978 called Witch's Night Out, starring Gilda Radner and Catherine O'Hara, because at this point, I need something without a body count. You know, you get a little overloaded on the death and gore and blood and violence, even I do, and a little levity ain't gonna hurt nobody, and you're gonna have fun anyway, because I'm gonna be joined by everybody's favorite Freddy cat, Mr. Doug Shapiro, and oh, what fun we're going to have. So, as you know by now, the Countdown to Halloween Potathon is not just about me trying to kill myself by podcasting. No, 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 no. This year, it is about raising money for New Alternatives, which is an organization here in New York City which helps homeless LGBT teenagers. And while we're all here for some Halloween fun, we do have some serious stuff to get through first because I do want to help enlighten you to this problem that it, it's much worse than anybody would have thought and in order to do that this time i'm going to play you audio it's a little long but bear with me it's from a short film that was produced by a bunch of high school juniors and it's called can you see me and it's about three and a half minutes and like i asked you a few episodes ago please don't hit fast forward just open your minds, open your hearts, and try to absorb something here. And that will make Daddy very happy. The lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community has made great strides over the past several years. But one part of this community, LGBT homeless youth, seems to have been left behind. You know, there's over 2,000 uh, homeless youth in Los Angeles, but we only have uh, 300 beds. And so some of that's um, overnight emergency housing, some of it's long-term housing. So even though we do have programs that, you know, they can go into long-term housing, it's still very limited. So that's definitely something that we need to prove upon and something that we can expand um, because it's definitely very needed and important in our community and especially in Los Angeles. So. The more that people come out and, and show that um, there's a lot of us out there, I think, that changes how people think about LGBT youth in particular. So, so when they walk in, it's um, a lot of times very uneasy because, you know, they have nowhere to go. I, you know, you don't know how long they've been on the street for. You don't know what they've been doing. And so it's, it's, it's really hard. And, you know, they could be scared. They could be, you know, angry. They could be just, you know, lost or anything like that. And so they come there and when they leave um, a lot of the time they're you know leaving and they're happy that they're able to get a meal or something like that but then when they leave they still have nowhere to go. It's ridiculous they're not families at all their idea of family is not in mainstream and those people should still be responsible for those children. For parents who kick their children out for being LGBT I think there's a lot of fear involved. I think there's fear that 
how society would think of them. I think there's fear of how their religious background, you know, how that is affected by that. I think overwhelmingly the largest cause of it are families disowning their children. Not making the correct decision for their family or their children. I don't think anybody wants their kid to... You, when you have a kid you think, okay, everything is going to be normal, you want a healthy baby. Some people are very open about like, okay, if I have a, a gay teen, gay daughter, gay TS, you know, a lot of people don't think about that at the time. but. People need to be more open-minded and just love the child that they have. Gets to help the situation, um, be proactive to LGBT issues in the community. Should be more counseling, more resource. Charitable donations to build shelters for them, um, as Cindy Lauper has done in New York City, for example, um, as B. Arthur, as her estate has done. Um, that's the key. And Miley Cyrus firmly established her role as advocate for homeless and LGBT youth. I think to say that there's one experience that's exper that everybody experiences, I don't know that that's true. I think everybody experiences their identity in their own way. as I keep saying, the whole point of this year's Countdown to Halloween Marathon is to help these homeless LGBT youths in need. And the way I'm doing that is I'm asking you to go to my donation page, which is give.classy.org slash sq. And every cent of your donation will go directly to New Alternatives, this organization here in New York City. New middleman, nobody taking a cut out of it. However, if you come across the Facebook feed for it, because there's, there's another one floating around there that happened. It's a complicated story. But if you want to donate there, that's also fine. The important thing is, is that you give. And so I am proud to announce that on day six of the Halloween Marathon, we have now raised $281 to help new alternatives. So thank you to everybody who's donated so far. And if you haven't, I don't want to beg. But if you've been enjoying this, if you've been enjoying having an episode a day, I sound like I work for PBS right now. If you enjoy watching great performances and other shows like it, the reason I'm doing this is because of this. If you enjoyed it and you just think, hey, that was worth a dollar a day, please send them $14. That's less than going to see a movie in most places. It's less than one of those little Funko dolls or whatever those silly things are. It's less than a cosmopolitan cocktail in Manhattan. And it will do an enormous amount of good. Because there's a lot of you out there. And if all of you gave $14, just imagine the amount of good that could be done with that. And I made myself a little sad here. But I have set a goal for myself for this marathon. It is my goal to raise $1,000. We are on track to meet it at this rate. However, I am not going to stop pushing because I'm going to keep doing shows. And if I'm doing shows, that means I'm going to be pushing. I'm going to be pushing myself and I'm going to be pushing you. I'm stepping up to the plate. I'd love to see you step up to the plate. So why wait? Go over to give.classy.org slash sq right now. Operators are standing by. One of them might be a gargoyle who might poop in your mouth, but you probably like that, but that's neither here nor there. All right, that's enough for the serious stuff for this episode. Let's get ready to bring on Mr. Doug Shapiro and have a little Halloween fun with the Witch's Night Out.
So for this episode of the Countdown to Halloween Podathon, we are taking a little break from the norm. We are not going to cover a movie this time. No, we are going to cover a Halloween TV special. Yeah, and the thing was, a certain somebody texted me and said, Oh my God, I just saw this thing from the 70s, and it has Gilda Renner in it, and you have to see it. And I turned it on for two seconds, and I said, Oh my God, I have the vaguest memories of this. We must cover it. And not only are we going to be covering it, that person who called, who texted me with this urgent plea to watch this very strange Canadian cartoon is here on the line with me right now. Yes, you know him. You love him. He's the man who's afraid of everything. And, well, gosh, his mustache is burrowing into me through Skype right now, and I can't even deal with it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. Doug Shapiro. I love you. I love you. Hooray. Hooray for everyone. But I've got to clean off my mustache right now. Leave it. <laughs> That's true. It'll, it'll save some for later. Leave it. Are we, have we already gone there? We've been, we've, we, we've been there. We're staying there. And probably Trey Dean's sitting at home right now going, why wasn't I called in for what this? What about me? I'm sorry, Trey. Our little triad is breaking up. No, no, no. All is well and good. So, Doug, what is The amazing is this? thing about this is that I actually texted it to you. I'm actually learning how to work this technology stuff. Next thing, I'll be making my computer do the Google. Make it do the Google. Well, I'll never forget that time I saw you standing in front of your microwave going, I'll have a ham and cheese. So that's not how it works. Actually, my husband, actually, he says that's my nickname. That's my acting technique, ham and cheese. <laughs> like He's my ham and cheese. Ham and cheese, tits and teeth. That's what it's no. all about. Not quite kosher. Not quite kosher. But delicious nonetheless. <laughs> Most things that are aren't tits kosher. Tits not are. kosher. Well, you know what? There's a lot in this. Uh, in this little. Well, that's milk. It's milk. About. It's milk. So yeah. Okay. It's, all right. Never mind. You can only have them in certain restaurants. We're talking about a children's show today. <laughs> <laughs> what is this show that you were so eager for me to see? Oh, it's Halloween Witch Magic Witches Night Out. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And like I said, I said, I saw the name of it and said, I don't remember this. And as soon as I saw the animation, it all came flooding back. Stuff came flooding back today. And I texted you something, Doug Shapiro. I texted you a question because all of a sudden I had this dim memory even before I watched it. And we'll get to it when we get to that point. Okay. And I said, does this at some point feature somebody yelling this? And you didn't answer me, and it turned out it did. So, I don't remember that part. I, I saw the text. So, all right, well, we'll get to it. Yes, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So, Doug, yes. please tell me, what is the plot of this Witch's Night Out? Okay, well, of this uh, Canadian animated Halloween uh, special, um, there's a depressed witch longing for the old days when she was a little more active. People needed a little stuff more her, uh, from her, and she hears the pleas of uh, two children who are wishing they could be monsters, and that kind of summons her like a, like an evil fairy godmother. Um, but meanwhile, the residents of this, this place called Anytown, they're all kind of longing to have a more festive Halloween, so they just decide to have a party at the local haunted house, which is her house. But they don't realize that she's there, that she actually lives there. And uh, then hilarity and questionable hors d'oeuvres ensue. Well done. Well done. Why, thank you. Yes, yes. It's like you've been on the show before. <laughs> Now, tucked in here among the cast are some incredible people, including Gilda, Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner. Catherine O'Hara, for God's sake. And Catherine O'Hara. And, yes, Gilda Radner plays the witch. And what's what's weird, it's a kid's show, yet it has this weird adult sensibility to it. Absolutely. Because she and is playing full Gloria Swanson, Norma Desmond as this witch. Absolutely, and and I, there's so many like Cal Burnett as as Nora Desmond takes in it that make that pretty much make the whole thing. I didn't even recognize her voice. I thought I thought she was doing uh, Malicious, who was the Catherine O'Hara character. Yeah, I'm like that sounds like Gilda Radner. That's probably no, I was wrong. It was this rich voice that I'm not used to hearing out of Gilda Radner theater training. How about that? Exactly, <laughs> versatile. Okay, I have a question for you, Doug. 
anything. What planet is this show taking place on? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a planet that doesn't move. None of the building, like, there's no, you know, all these characters just move amongst the, <laughs> in this absolutely still background. But the, well, the reason why Patrick's asking this question is because they're kind of people-shaped, but every single person is just one color. Well, that's the yeah, that's that actually what that that was what tipped me off. That's what I remembered because you say okay, you know, somebody might be wearing a blue suit, but they're not just the blue suit; they're totally blue, totally blue, from head to or totally yellow or totally green. And that rang a bell. I said, I remember that. I remember that very well. But those people were people. There are people in this that look like people. But then every now and then you have some random character that people treat like. A regular person who is not normal at all. Not at all. No. And just so you know, listeners, um, there's a my cat is now very interested in podcasting as well. He just they came in are. and he's he's very curious. They all are. Hi, Ricky. Yeah. He's so fuzzy. A cat that's fuzzy. Yes, that's what. What will they think of next? <laughs> yeah. So there. It's going to change the industry. They <laughs> have to redo the entire musical. I know. Re- reupholster the cat. <laughs> no. No, the Scream Queens Horror Podcast does not endorse upholstering cats ever. You Look, we need custom pets. The views of the guests of the Scream Queens Horror Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the show. I'm thinking Ricky, but with feathers or scales. Or both. Well, well, you could just put him in a whole lot of tool, and he would be like that cotton candy lady that you texted me about. Oh she's a cotton candy lady. Her whole head. She's like, it's like she's wearing furs, but it encompasses her head. Yeah. So that's the first. Cl- and this is like the first time you see somebody who's not people person. A regular, someone. I mean, the animation is strange. So the people themselves look strange. But okay, so now we have this total, totally alien fuzzball creature absolutely who just showed up and nobody seems surprised by this she is because the whole thing was i was telling doug you know are we still he asked me if we were still on for tonight and i said yes i'm at the hairdressers right now and he says i hope you're getting your hair done like the cotton candy lady and since i had watched it i had no idea what he was talking about but as soon as she showed up on the screen i said yes of course and her name was perfect nicely <laughs> oh, nicely was, no he no the guy was nicely wasn't it uh no no the guy is uh goodly good sorry whatever it's really hard to tell who the bad guys and the good guys are in this one. Well, the thing is, what's weird with this... But they're not fe- good guys. It feels like... I mean, you're, you're thrown into this very strange world like you already know these characters. Do you uh, know the, what I mean? This is a sequel. Is it? Yes. And oh, okay. I, I don't remember the exact name, but it was like a winter one, I think, um, uh, that had Dan Aykroyd in it and someone else. Which is Mitzvah? Which is it didn't involve the witch, but which is Bud Mitzvah would actually work with this because there's some very Jewish humor in this show. There's or maybe a lot like of Jewish humor part. in this show for a Canadian program. Not oh, that yeah. I'm saying there's no Jews in Canada, but yeah, like right. But right when you read from the Torah with a Canadian accent, it just changes everything. Oh my God! I wish I had read my Torah in a Canadian accent. That would have made Do it more over. interesting. Do over. <laughs> Wait, I'm going back to Temple Bethel. Yeah, so I was struggling to keep up initially. So like you keep throwing characters at me. I'm going, you're not really introducing anybody? Well, they actually sort of do. I mean, that whole first scene is basically, you know, apparently the two kids are brother and sister. But they yes. start with like, hi, small. Hi, uh, I forget what her name, tender. Hi, tender. Hi, small. And, you know, and then they start talking. And then and, and pretty much as someone comes in, like their name is said purposefully in a way that would never be done in conversation. Well, what I mean is, it's not like the way you would introduce characters in a regular children's special. Right, which this ain't. This ain't. Like, they would be behaving in a way that said, I understand this character immediately, because I'm just struggling with keeping up. I'm like, okay, wait, wait, what? There's a pink powder puff woman, and then <laughs> and then Malicious <laughs> shows up, and she's basically nude with enormous boobs, and, and she's green. And I'm like, oh, that must oh, be yeah. the witch. She's not the witch. I was very nope. confused. There's a lot of and, animated boobs in this. And, and yeah, we need, we need to get to that because this is Allison's fantasy. There are more tits in this show 
Like amazing, amazing. Allison breath. Wacky and, getting a call out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any possible horror movie she could ever see. So you know, don't always stay with the horror movies. You and can the get last the place you expect to see like graphically rendered, over-sexualized tits is in a children's Halloween. Show. But that's it. Nothing else is specific. Women are basically boobs and eyelashes. Period. Uh huh. They don't have noses. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, known as noses except for the lead well, guy. Well, a lot of people don't know that in 1978, like, noses had not evol- evolved on women in Canada yet. It's true. It's true. Yeah, so I, I, was, I was confused. I'm on board because, like I said, I remember seeing this, but I didn't remember the plot at all. And, yes, everything he says is right. Like, uh, the kids are excited because it's Halloween, and they've got their costumes, and they say, Yay, no one's going to recognize us. Yay, we're going to scare everybody. And that's all they want in the world. That's all they want in the world. And and Goodly? Was that his name? <laughs> yes. Uh, Goodly, he, he just wants Halloween to be better. So he starts pontificating about how important that is. Yes, and, of course. Um, he, has to, uh, he has this overblown like corporate you – know, like, corporate the whole town speak, has yeah. to work together to make this Halloween something. It's this whole big shaboo. I think we could have a nice party. We could decorate some place as a haunted house. Right on, nicely. I know where there is a haunted house. The old empty house on the edge of town. Exactly. What we need to do is organize, delegate responsibility. Why, I intend to make this the most important Halloween this town has ever seen. Which and then involves? Powder Puff Lady is it's just, no, let's have a party. And the let's two have of them, a party in the they're dynamic. They keep like pushing each other out of the way and then she starts at like don't speak don't speak putting her like hand over his mouth and like you're blue and ugly i'm pink and fluffy don't talk <laughs> essentially and then he pushes her out of the way that he can make his points this is yeah these are the good guys yeah but what was confusing me was that the other two people that you meet during this are characters named rotten and malicious and malicious and one is she's green with boobs, and he's red and was wearing this spiky collar type thing. I'm like, oh, she's a witch, he's a vampire. No, they're not. Nope. <laughs> they're just people who happen to be green or eat red and seem to be nude even when they're wearing clothes. And just not quite refined. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like one outfit that goes all the – it's basically from the top of her head to her amazing boots. And that's yes. it. Yes, no, which, no, which, like, which really dress. comes into play with the babysitter, but we are not there yet. Oh, anyway, God. um – I forgot the, the kids. The kids' names. I forgot. Small oh, and... Oh, the small and tender. It's a terrible name for a child. You just want well, to... Especially, well, Tinder hadn't been invented yet, so now it's just all sorts of wrong. Well, it's Tinder. She's tender. Tender, yeah. Well, she Still... would be tender, then someone would have thrown her on the fire, and that's what you do with a witch. <laughs> Where's the witch? My favorite thing about that opening scene is, like, the opening to the Borschfeld humor. Like, you know... Uh, because Rotten is like, party smarty. I'm like, oh my god, he's doing the Yiddish theater. <laughs> I can relate. This is the humor of my people. Exactly. Oh, of course, I suddenly have the rhythm of this whole thing. I don't know why I liked it so much. Our entire language sounds hilarious. It's true. <laughs> it does. We rhyme things. I, okay, before I get angry letters, like, in the industry, Yiddish is recognized as the language of comedy. Yes, because I know someone out there got very offended. People are very sensitive these days. But um, words sound funny. Tukas, it's a funny word. <laughs> it's a funny word. That's true. And it's about a funny thing. It's about your butt. It's a funny word about a funny and, thing. And later on, there's a joke butts? about chalk and gefilte fish. I mean, <laughs> there certainly was. There uh, certainly was. Oh, the food. All right, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to uh, it. Well, they food. So, uh, small and tender have their night of trick-or-treating but it just doesn't go as planned everyone's like oh hi small hi tinder you look adorable so sad so they're crushed but in the meanwhile uh goodly and rotten have uh oh, right, right, they're planning this party which they decided well, i think it was perfect it was like why didn't we have it at the haunted house at the edge of town and like yes we'll do it there so they go to check it out and i'm going don't you need like a permit in this world like maybe you should ask if anybody lives there or who owns it or if it's okay that we have a party in this house no, whatever but they don't they don't, they don't anything goes <laughs> no rules really, really when you're married to a pink powder puff <laughs> you can do anything you want no really you really can Sylvia Miles saw her and said I wore that outfit and 
evil under the sun, except it was white. Sylvia wore it better. You know what she made me think of? Do you remember those pink wintergreen lozenges when we were kids? Yes. They came, I think they still have them, like sort of in a bag. Yeah, I have no idea things. what they were called, but I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, they, they were called wintergreen lozenges, but they were pink. And in junior high, we called them pink things. And then, of course, you know, we were the we were like second to lowest rung table in the hierarchy in the cafeteria. And we talk about the pink things. And, of course, you know, with the whole uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy sort of humor, like, I talk about the pink things. It made me so happy. And that's about the age I was when I saw this. So full circle. Everyone get cool story, Doug. Cool. <laughs> so now that we all know about Doug and his pink things. Pink things. <laughs> so good. So already I, this is longer than the actual show. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> and so anyways, so the, the, the adults are having a party at the haunted house. And we learn that the resident... Of the house, the house is occupied and it's owned by a witch, and she's all depressed because people don't take Halloween seriously like they used to. Used Nobody to comes so by calls. to ask for evil witches uh, for evil wishes anymore. It's true. I'm a washed-up witch, a faded flower. Look at me. Here it is, Halloween, and not one call. It wasn't always like this for me. Back in the old days, I was a star in demand. I turned princes into frogs twice a week. I could grant every wicked wish in the book. Now, nobody wants me. Halloween, I'm unemployed. Please, somebody call. I mean, she's so confused, she has a white cat. <laughs> what self-respecting well, witch has a white cat? But not for long. Not for long. No, 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 no. Well, she's also, the, she's the only one around allowed to break the fourth wall, and she's got some amazing takes to camera. She does. And the thing is, the animation in this is not cute. No, God, not at all. Her face is always melting. They're always in motion. So she's quite terrifying, and and yet, like her bot, like of course she showed up. I'm like, she's fucking fabulous. Look at that outfit. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> look like, at the way she everything's moves. in plie. She's amazing. Her entire her entire movie is she's in like plie, kicking out her legs all over the place. So she hears the people coming because uh, uh, a couple people come to check out the house, see if it'll work, and they're like, yeah, this is great. We'll have the party here. And she's like, oh, that's wonderful. We'll be having a party. I haven't had people in the house over in years. She runs out to greet them, and they're already gone. <laughs> yes. Um, but so now we, we, the, we do need to mention because as she's doing her, as she's monologuing to camera about as one does when one <laughs> as one does. Well, when you're alone, maybe so. But she is. I, I always do, assume do I'm on camera all the time. Anyway, <laughs> watch this, and she turns her cat into a bat. But the best running gag in this whole film is as the bat's flying around, it keeps meowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's comedy with a K, people. That's, That's something stuff. you have to be paying attention to get. Um, yeah. So meanwhile, the kids are being left to the babysitter because the adults are going to a party. And they're in bed and they're all sad about Halloween. And their babysitter shows up. He's like, guess who's your babysitter? And I went, oh, no. No, this person would never be a babysitter. <laughs> it's basically this world's version of Shaggy. And his name, what's his name? Bazooey. Bazooey. His name is Bazooey, and kind of like the pink powder, powder puff lady. He's all red with this kind of crazy, like. like orange pinwheel? He is kind of, he's orange with, like, what, a pinwheel? For yeah, a head? A pinwheel what would you call head? It? And, 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 and yet, again, like, not wearing clothes, yet somehow his body forms straight into bell-bottoms bell and beetle boots. It's amazing. But the bell-bottoms are, like, merged with the boots. It's all exactly. one thing. Exactly. They're all one thing. It's all so strange. And, and he thinking, moves like her. They move, like, like those are the only characters that move that way. This guy is going to be totally smoking up the entire time he's in your house, okay? <laughs> you will have no food left in your fridge in this guy. He's going to be using your kids as drug mules, Sending packages around the neighborhood, sending packages to that party because you know there's going to be some orders to get to that party with that food. 
Not not a parent, not a terribly good babysitter. Not a te- no, 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 no. And so he's asking them why they're sad, and they're saying like, "Oh, Halloween was bad. Nobody liked our costumes. Everybody recognized us. We just wanted one day we wouldn't be recognized." I wish I was a real werewolf, and the girls are saying, "I wish I was a real ghost." If we had a fairy godmother, she could change me into a real ghost and a real wolfman. <laughs> well, there's really no such thing as a fairy godmother. I wish I could be a real wolfman. I, I, I and that calls out across the town to <laughs> at last someone has a proper halloween wish and this was amazing she finds her wand she start, and then like the wand like leads her and starts like flying her around and it sounds like like the saddest airplane you ever they fly all over the place. I don't know what kind of airplanes you've been in. And then and some of the and then some of the best slapstick. She flies, bam, bumps into the window, crashes through, but like that slow motion action movie thing. Yes. Slowly like moves away the glass with her foot as if like nothing happened here. And then, Because she's Norma Desmond, that was exactly. supposed to happen. And then you, and then you know, like Gilda. Max, Max, clean up this glass. <laughs> but then you're like, this was one of Gilda's improvs because the guy's like, you're a witch, and and she just turns to and goes, okay, so I ain't the Avon lady. I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> Fairy godmother. Fairy godmother, my foot. That's a wicked witch. So okay, I ain't the Avon lady. I just know I heard the Halloween wishes of little children. So it's nice to know that even in this weird alien world, you still have door-to-door makeup salespeople. Absolutely. Not that anybody seems to be using any because you're all the same color, unless the makeup that you buy is the same color as exactly you. The I color don't really understand clothes. anything that's, that's happening here. That's what you have to do. <laughs> and she says, they're like, oh, are you? Oh, the, the babysitter had read them a story about fairy godmothers. And the right. kids were wishing fairy godmothers. They had a fairy godmother and, you know, bazooey. Says there's no such thing as fairy godmothers, and then bam, this witch shows up, and the kids are like, "Oh, you're our fairy godmother," and she's like, "No, <laughs> I heard your Halloween call. I can make your Halloween dreams come true." It's nothing at all with what she sounds like, but you know right. what? That's how I'm doing. It's my interpretation of the character. Your podcast, babe. I can make you those things. And Bazooie's like, uh, I really don't think that's a good idea because I'm going to get in trouble. Not then, that the kids are going to get hurt. Do you remember the line? The, no. Oh, yeah, he doesn't get in trouble. But then another Gilda line is like, but out, pal, can't you see the kid's got a real need here? <laughs> yeah. She's brilliant. And she does. She's like, you are now a werewolf. And then she goes, and you shall be a ghost. I'm like, is she going to kill that child? <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing. Bam, you're dead. You're a ghost. Boo. And they're adorable, and the babysitter's freaking out. And she's, and the witch says, "No, no, it's okay. I could change them back quite easily. See, poof, <laughs> it's just for Halloween." And and she does good. Yeah, proof. They the kids turn right back, and they're thrilled. And so she starts tempting Bazooie. Is there anything that you've ever wanted to be? Any frightening monster that you've <laughs> ever wanted to be? Whatever she says, I'll be playing the audio. Tell me, my boy. What's your name? Bazooey. Bazooey. What would you really, really like to be on this scary old Halloween night? Oh, oh gosh, oh, jeepers. Why would he do the only macro? I, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, I, I want to be a Frankenstein monster. What an inspired choice. This will be a personal What does he pick? Frankenstein's monster. He's the Frankenstein's monster who also is wearing bell bottoms and beetle boots. <laughs> well, naturally, it's the 70s. We all did, right? Did we? Maybe. I probably didn't. Now you should find a picture and post it. On, post I it did on have a green velvet tuxedo, though, that I wore in my kindergarten photo. Oh, my God. I have a... Uh... 
Oh, with ruffles, Doug. I have a with burnt ruffles. orange polyester leisure suit that I wore for my uncle's wedding at like two or three. Swinging. And if I can find it, only Patreon subscribers get it. <laughs> See how he works? Mm-hmm. That's why he's an accelerated artist. That's right. That's right. I gotta find so the now we have a quartet of monsters. We have a witch. We have a Frankenstein's monster. We've got a ghost, and we've got a werewolf. And they say, "Let's go out and scare some people." I know. Let's go to the party. Already in progress at her house. <laughs> and the party, well, I gotta say, is kind of worst disaster. party ever. No costumes. Halloween party. No costumes. Well, it's really hard to find a <laughs> hard to find a costume that's in the same. Color is your skin tone in this world, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and, of course, like all the women, boobs and eyes. Just boobs, boobs and, and eyes. eyes. Exactly. Boobs and eyes that are too close together, so close together that they're almost one big eye. Very strange. Very strange. But uh, – and for some and reason – the men who aren't they, leads are just – their heads are like, cir- like more circular than Charlie Brown. Yes. And for some reason, they left Malicious in charge of the food. Whoever thought that this putting someone named Malicious in charge of the food was going to be a good everything. idea. All right, I got a list. I got a list of the food. Besides the uh, the sardine meringue that she tried to feed the kids when they came for Halloween, she's got. Um, she mentioned something about pe- uh, pepperoni peppermints, and then she's got peanut butter corned beef, uh, peanut butter corned beef balls, this chocolate gefilte fish, and something taffy apple. I couldn't get it, but I'm sure it was something rancid. Malicious, just like malicious. Just <laughs> malicious. Just a ding-dong minute. I put a lot of effort into these peanut butter corned beef balls, chocolate gefilte fish. I take my garlic taffy apples. But yeah, when um when the witches start you know having some fun and like turning all the food into spiders. Maleficent, uh, Maleficent. <laughs> delicious. Maleficent starts defending herself. I was like, no, no, it's delicious chocolate gefilte fish. Strangely enough, I heard about... I know, and the people are like, well, the spider is actually pretty good compared to... I know, compared to that, yeah. It, it, apparently, there's an ice cream place in Hawaii that has, like, every possible flavor, and there's one that people keep daring each other to have called chocolate salmon, which tastes just like that. No. People get sick all the time, apparently. But it's no. Why? Why would you do? Why would you do that? Because the birdie bots every flavor beans of ice cream, apparently. Uh huh. And every now and then, one of them is poop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you see, that's how prescient this show is. Nineteen seventies. They're already forecasting chocolate salmon with chocolate right. built fish. All right. All right. Canada. So ahead of us in so many ways. Oh my God. And so now all of a sudden, the the Halloween party at the haunted house starts to turn into a really scary thing because the monsters show up and they start jumping out at everybody and everybody's terrified. Ah, it's a ah. werewolf. Ah, it's a scary, scary ghost. Ah, it's a Frankenstein monster and bell bottoms ah. and beetle boots. Yep. And there's a panic. Everybody runs out. And I think in the process. The tra- <laughs> yes. The witch's wand gets stolen. It, it, it gets stuck in the hair of one of our main characters. How did I miss that? Because later on, the um, rotten pulls it out of Malicious's hair. I get it. I get. I, 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 there was so much. I mean, I'm, yeah. honestly, there was so much to take in that I'm surprised. I mean, that kind of a detail is hilarious, and I'm surprised I missed it. Uh, excuse me, you got something in your hair. <laughs> and there's one but like what as they all run out they like they basically they basically trample the witch because you know that's comedy then yeah, she's uh-huh. like drawn to be like run over and crash into things um but they run out into the night and it's basically it's pitch black there's nothing there they basically uh-huh. run out to black the, the animator is like i'm on break uh-huh. <laughs> i got things to do I, I can't draw that outside world just the run out to the, the void yep um yeah, so now the two less reputable people in town have the magic wand, and Malicious is she's starting to do spells with it. And all she wants really. is food, more delicious food, more delicious food, and none of it really works. 
She's getting the hang of it, but it's coming slowly. Wow, you, that one really worked that time, Malicious. I you know, made a bag so of garbage. <laughs> this could be the real thing, baby. Try it out. What am I supposed to do? Abracadabra? Bing bong boy? Try something. Make a wish. What do you want? What do you want? I'm starving. Pocus, uh, pocus. Give me a Maraschino liver burger. Wow. Old Jim Sock. That's pretty close. Try again. Come on, try again. Don't push me. I'm just Give me a roast turkey with tuna and raisin stuffing smothered in whipped cream and ketchup. I told you. You're getting the hang of it now. It's a bag of garbage. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me a tuna sandwich without having that and cheese. <laughs> then, like, it would be, it would turn to a bag of garbage. Like, close, close enough. Brilliant. And now, meanwhile, the kids are back at the house, and now they're kind of sad. They're like, we actually really scared people. Which was their intention the whole time. I the, know, but the there's fun scared, and one. then there's scare scared. <laughs> These people were really scared, and that wasn't fun. No. And so I, think, I guess they have to be changed back, so everybody gets changed back. And now I'm a little fuzzy. Oh, well, they can't get changed back because the wand is gone. Oh, right. They can't get changed. You're right. They can't get changed back. Because, so oh, they go into town, and suddenly. You're going to be a ghost forever. And suddenly, the town of really nice, amorphous people turn into an angry mob. Um, yes. Egged on by Goodly, yeah, who, you know, and uh, and all of his political. Clearly, shit. the only solution to this problem is to kill her. <laughs> right, and meanwhile, you know, uh, nicely the the cotton candy lady is trying to be like, oh no, they need to be understood. Monsters need to be understood. It's like, right, let's kill them. Shut up, whore. <laughs> I know, really, really great ways to uh, work with women as colleagues in this movie. Not so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> So but who's they, got all the power in the movie? Run, uh, but who's got all the power the in the movie? All the women do. <laughs> <laughs> the women have the power. So there you go. So this angry mob is forming. These other two are running around turning the town into, into shit with their bad spells. And yep. and the witch and the kids are trying to get the wand back to turn them back before Halloween's over. Mm-hmm. So they're up a tree hiding. Mm-hmm. But luckily, as the wand is doing spells, it sort of like gives off some light. So they're able to look into the town from the tree's view. Yeah. And say, aha. And the witch is like, good. There it is. So they can start to go after and get the wand back. Yes. and, and Which and is really easy. It is. <laughs> it's very easy. It's very easy. And, and I don't remember why, but she wound up turning malicious and rotten into scary, scary monsters, too. Right, after she changed ba- our heroes back. Yeah, she changed the kids back, and then she's like, I must punish you by making you monsters. Ah, now they're scary monsters. But there's something amazing that ha- the, like the best take in the whole thing. Um, you know, Bazooie is saying, please, we just want to be back. We want to be regular people again. And, you know, and, and, she, you know, and as he's persuading her to change them back, she's got this, like, she's looking at him, and she's got this huge smile that then melts into a frown, and then she turns to the camera with this amazing lip snarl. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then starts wiping her nose with her fingers. It was just... Oh, yeah, she wiped her nose for a really long time. Well, you know, it's a lot of nose. Yeah, if you're, if you're one of the sure, two people in the sure thing that actually has a nose, you got to work I, with it. I wasn't sure. Was she moved by his speech, or does she have a coke habit? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Well, she was up in a tree. It's kind of cold. It was probably running. Uh huh. Uh huh. And she's like, "Well, clearly the camera's not on me right now, right? It's not on me right now, right?" <laughs> it was absolutely on it. If you do take to camera, camera's on you, babe. Oh. So then there's a fun. See, thing. that's why he's an accelerated artist. Exactly. <laughs> and Captain Obvious. Da da da. Excuse me, Captain Obvious, there's a cat in my backyard and it has a white stripe. Why does it smell? Because it's a skunk deer. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Or it's a cat that walked under a freshly painted white picket fence, okay? That happens. It happens. It happens more than you know. Anyway, so now the angry mob shows up and they see the kids like, oh, it's small and tender. They're safe. And Bazooie, you're 
still weird looking, but you're safe. Hooray! Meanwhile, they're in the middle of beating the crap out of <laughs> out of malicious and rotten. Right. Well, monsters. I was going to say that. I was going to say that because then all of a sudden those two pop out and they're like, "Ah, oh, the monsters get them!" and they beat the crap out of them. <laughs> because what's a children's special without gang violence? Yeah, absolutely. And so luckily, Bazooie stops them because if there's a gang mob and someone says, wait, a teenager screams, wait, everyone stops. Well, especially, well, if it's the guy who has all the drugs, yeah. Excellent point. You're welcome. And he explains, no, 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 it's just, it's just, it's it's the witch did it and she could change them back. It's just a Halloween thing. Good word, Patrick. I have words. I have the bigliest words. And and, and, <laughs> and then oh, this is great. She turns away. She's like Halloween, like, you know, because they're, you know, it seems like they don't have the spirit. She's like Halloween, stick in your ear, dear. People got no appreciation these days. Maybe it's me. I don't know. <laughs> I demand an explanation. This has gone past a joke. Look at the mess. Who's responsible? Someone's to blame for this. Oh, boy, let me out of here. I don't know why I bother in the first place. What a fizzle. Halloween. Stick it in your ear, dear. People got no appreciation these days. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I mean, this is this is one of those things. Like when when you I don't do know why I bother breathing. <laughs> when you do animation, um, the the voice actors usually record separately, and it could not be yeah. more obvious than in this one that yeah. they that they were not looking at each other when they said these lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then applause breaks out. Applause breaks out because well, because she she did this cool trick. My God, Patrick, we're giving away so many spoilers to this thing that first started in 1978. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They actually have to see the animation to believe the animation. So That's they'll true. tune That's in true. for that. They'll tune in for that. So she so then the town is all really imp- plus I have to tell this stuff, otherwise I can't tell my story. That's true. Because um, we're not there yet. So they saw that and they were like, Wow, that was a really cool thing. Do you mean that you can make all of us into whatever we want to be for Halloween? Yes, of course I can. I live for mm-hmm. She says something fabulous. This is what Halloween is all about, my darlings. Every day we go about our lives in the same old way. But once a year, we can be whatever and whomever we please. Pretend. Let your secret fancies run wild. And of course, the first person she asks is is is. is Perfect or pretty, whatever the hell her name is. Well, what, what, what would you want to be? What, oh my what God, I had such a problem with this one. What you want to be? I'm sure she must be some dark, scary thing. And she says, "Well, it sometimes would, it wouldn't be any trouble. It wouldn't be <laughs> any trouble. I wouldn't mind being a vampire." And she gets turned into this pink, fluffy vampire in a black bikini. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly she's got tits, like the only one that didn't have like major tits in this thing. She <laughs> had them; they were just under the the, the, the cotton candy. <laughs> yeah, I saw the outfit. I was like, "That's an S and M outfit on that bat. It's a oh, bat dear. in an S and M outfit." I'm on board. 1978, kids. You got a lot way got away with a lot on TV back in those days. Apparently, and yeah. now she starts turning the whole town into their Halloween witches. So everybody's getting their Halloween witch, and now the witch has a purpose again. Happy Halloween, everybody! And a fabulous, and she turns herself into this re- fabulous red flapper outfit. Oh, how could I forget that? Mm-hmm. How could I forget that? And then she went out and picked up some sailors. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, what? but then the the ending disco music. Ah, oh. Halloween. We're stuck magic. inside Halloween. and you can't get out because you might be afraid. Just grab a witch and make a switch and see what you can be. Oh That's my god, Halloween. you remember? Your, oh my god, you're giving away your audition material now. Oh yeah, this is my sixteen bars now. It was going to be like in uh, in Little Shop of Horrors. There's a section called 16D in which Audrey's getting put into the plant and all the other cast members are offstage going, ah, 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 and, like, and we're like, this is our no audition song. 
I'm going to be seeing 16D from Little Shop of Horrors. Ah, ah, ah. You know what my you know what my 16 bar cut is? Tell me. Nobody cares. Mine is the reprise, one of the reprises of I'm in love with a wonderful guy from Sound of Music. It's towards the top of Act Two, and it's one of those weird things that's covering a scene change. <laughs> and the cast walks across singing it, and they don't finish it. I'm in love. 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 I'm in love with a wonderful. And then they die. Then, but who? With what? With whom? Fish. <laughs> but now can I tell my story? Yes, sir. Sometime after you texted me this morning, a faint memory glimmered in the back of my head. Sex with Brian Wolford? I will stab you in the mustache. <laughs> I, would ne- I would never stab you. I would if, never. I adore and the you. knife would never get to my lip. Why would I want to do your lip? I'm like Tom Selleck now. <laughs> the mustache would just get stronger. It's true. <laughs> it feeds off your steel. All right, so there we were having sex. I might cut it in half then. like a worm and then there'll be two. <laughs> I had the faintest memory of some cartoon special from back in the 70s. And I just remembered a group of people yelling wishes at somebody. I want to be this. 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 And then in the mix of this was one little voice that goes, you know, I want to be, I, you know, I'm just trying to, I want to be a Viking. I want to be a pirate. I want to be a zombie. And in the midst of that was, I want to be a hairdresser. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Absolutely. Was it in there? Yes. Make me a devil. I want to be a movie star. I want to be a character. Make me a queen. I want to be a hairdresser. I want to be an astronaut. I didn't catch it. That's amazing. Well, you need to go back and watch it. I've watched it three times. I want to be a hairdresser. (laughs) I was eight years old, and I thought it was the funniest thing, and nobody knew I was gay. Oh. That's brilliant. For me, it was the earworm. I used to quote it all the time. People would be talking about, I want this, I want that. And like for lunch, yeah. be like, I want to be a hairdresser. And then look at me like my head fell off. But for the life of me, I could not remember what that thing was. And it was this. It was. Well, it, it started to dawn on me. I'm like, could it have been this? I think this is how this ends. If somebody says, I want to be a hairdresser at the end of this, I'm going to shit myself. And I did. With joy. Oh, it's like Dwayne Reed all over again. It was CVS, thank you. Fake Stop. news. <laughs> What a what? What are you gonna be for? What are you gonna be for Halloween? A hairdresser. <laughs> and who needs a hairdresser in this world, honestly? Uh huh. Uh huh. All you need is a little bit of Windex in a cloth. What? <laughs> because there's no hair. You just like wipe off the straight line. Oh, oh, in that world, yeah. You, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, well, I think like Perfect was gonna need some. Or pretty, or her name was. She was gonna need some, some help with her, with her poop. Nicely, need, nicely needs a little like body teasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, as bizarre as it is, mm-hmm. is charming as hell. And why? I can't figure it out. It's so weird. But I mean, but the more little things, like you know, just like you know, through our gay little eyes, the whole like the amazing takes to camera that his little children was doing, like. This is everything. Well, I love this era from the 70s where every now and then you'd come out that somebody would put out an animation that wasn't overly cute. Right. Nothing about this was cute. Whimsical. Mm-hmm. Not cute. This wasn't made to sell toys. <laughs> they'd be the Well, basically, they'd be Gumby. Do you think I would not want to witch that doll? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Just her outfit. If it was posable, absolutely. (laughs) Why, babe, on lady. (laughs) With a moldable face. Yeah, absolutely. You'd have to be able to pull it apart into little. But. It was. Her face was made of Play-Doh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But there's no commercial property to sell here, so I can see why nobody runs it anymore and why it's been forgotten. But it kind of hasn't. I mean, there's stuff all over Wikipedia about this, and it ran 
uh, apparently from 1983 into the late 1990s on Fox and Disney every year. Did it really? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, and there's even a possible musical. Some guy named Jim Dooley bought the rights. Like he optioned it. And he's a guy from like pushing daisies in the last ship. There's no like timeline for when it's coming I out. Have but, the like someone's optioned a musical for this thing. I have the weirdest boner right now. <laughs> and music theater boner. <laughs> I want to be the I want to be the costume designer for that. I want to make sure that no, these people are going to look like people. I'm sorry, we're not casting any women with noses today. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> No, this is this is a real treat. It's a real fun. It doesn't because what I like about it is that even though it's a kids special, mm-hmm. it doesn't talk down to them. I mean, you have to pay attention to this. Yeah, I mean, because the plot and you know it never treats the audience like they're kids. And there's no moral that you have to have. There's no like you know, and thus kids you learn blah blah. It's like no, the it's like you know, on Halloween have fun, dress up. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and sometimes, you know, the creepy old lady in that house can do cool things if you get to know her. Exactly. And she'll have a fabulous red dress. And chocolate anchovies are never a good idea, so whatever the hell it was. <laughs> chocolate can filter fish. Even better. So, so it, it's the same, but the fish is really old. <laughs> it's gefilted. For freshness, like, like I got nothing, right. Doug. I cannot thank you for bringing this back into my life. Now that I have this weird void filled of where I want to be, I had a nickel every from. time I said that, huh? My weird void filled. You're gonna make Trey jealous. <laughs> I miss Trey. And Christmas, we'll be getting together on Christmas. Really, you can see him in person? No. Oh. We, the three of us, will be talking about a movie on Christmas. <gasps> that is Christmas if we all get to talk. Uh-huh, we'll be doing the highly inappropriate holiday special and we'll be talking about a movie that has nothing to do with the holidays or the podcast. Yay! Happy to. <laughs> is that allowed? Well, yeah, you can be happy. You just have to sing about it in minor chords. Oh, okay. Okay, that means... <laughs> That's I, in a in my church gig every now and then because like both the music director and I uh, sung at the Armenian Evangelical Church. Of he was the music director for a while, and I sang and I sang there for a few years. And um, you'll sing anywhere for cash. I will. Though tis the season right now. That was my entire yesterday singing Sandy Patty songs and then memorizing seventy one acapella memorized tight harmony Christmas carols. Yeesh. Um, but uh, but the Armenian Evangelical Church, you know, they sing about great joy and it's always in these depressing minor chords so our joke is always like as we're working through songs and then we say and now let's sing it with great joy and then he turns into this minor key and we all sing like <laughs> um, i've never felt so happy, happy close to god <laughs> then sing i'm getting conflicting soul, messages from this song excuse me excuse me <laughs> Mr. Choir Director, your shoes are fabulous, by the way, but Mr. Choir Director. <laughs> Great joy. Uh, yeah, so um, and so, thank you, Canada, for this little treat. And thank you, Doug, for coming back on the show last minute to do this very special episode. And thank you for being a part of the Countdown to Halloween Marathon and helping homeless LGBT kids. Absolutely. Pay up, people. That's right. Send in the money. Yeah, because you don't want the mustache showing up at your door. <laughs> it's true. I can send it out on errands. This is it. <laughs> well, I was just calling. That was your mafia name, the mustache. <laughs> the gay Jewish mafia. Excuse me. I believe that you owe some homeless kids some money. The gay Jewish mafia. We guilt people within an inch of their lives and then insult their shoes. <laughs> no one survives. I shall twerk in your husband's face, and he will lose him forever. <laughs> He will be mine. I mean, it's called twerking. Twerking. Don't make me start with the twerking. That's not funny. My grandmother died in the great twerking epidemic of <laughs> the great twerking of 1863. <laughs> and on that, ah, we tw- we twerked and we twerked and we twerked. <laughs> we st- we twerk in silence. 
and we were thankful. Great joy. All Great right, Doug, thank joy. you very much. And hey, where can people find you and what do you have coming up? Oh, well, you can always find me at DougShapiro.com. Glad to see you there. Um, coming up, it's, well, so much singing for the Christians. It's my job at this season. Um, but I got my first standardized patient gig coming up. Um, I'm going to be, uh, I believe I'm going to be a veteran with a prescription uh, drugs issue. Yay! So come to the hospital, train to be a doctor. Okay, so this is really accessing you being – okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, you realize sir. you can't do jazz hands as a veteran with a drug problem, right? You do realize that. Watch me. Well, it's true. He does have a drug problem. <laughs> I'm getting a flashback. Well, Tonight I will be Miss Saigon. All right, all that sounds fabulous. Doug, thank you again for coming by. And, of course – Patrick. Happy Halloween! Yay! Love you, mean it. I love you, my dear. Come to my humble mansion and I'll turn everybody on! So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Countdown to Halloween Potathon, my beautiful, beautiful screamers. I really hope you're enjoying my, yourself. I'm enjoying myself. It's killing me slowly, but yes, I'm finding the work very rewarding. I, 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 I'm tired, but I'm also impressed I'm able to keep up all, all, all the – I can't speak, but aside from – shut up. Okay, forget it. You know what? I'm dying. I'm dying inside, and you're killing me. You're all killing me slowly. Killing me slowly with podcast. Killing me slowly with podcast. I don't know the word. I don't know the words. Oh, my God. Patrick doesn't know the words to a pop song. Shut up. I do what I like. Okay, so tomorrow I have no idea what I'm doing. I've got things that could possibly be happening tomorrow that need a lot of editing, like Chopping Mall with Brian Wilson and Christiani, which I just recorded with them 20 minutes ago. But... I'm going to say that's a lot of work. Maybe I'll just put out a mini-sode, but here's the thing. The next episode is episode 200. It's a landmark. How can I give a mini-sode on a landmark? So I'm going to spend the next 24 hours working my furry little butt off. And, well, we'll just have to see how it comes out, won't it? Because either way, it'll be a milestone. Like, Wow. Patrick lost his mind on the air. Yes. Yes, he did. And it's out there forever. Forever. And you liked it because you're going to turn into the next episode too because you're all crazy and I love you. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Okay. Remember, I am not taking... Scratch that. I'm not playing any voicemail during the potathon. It's just too much. It's one less thing for me to worry about to so just let it all go. However, I am collecting voicemails or stories or emails or whatever you want to contact me about your exciting Halloween adventures. If you went to a, a I don't know, a spooky camping picnic or, 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 I don't know, a scary kiosk at the mall or a haunted house so you had a really weird food. I don't know. I don't care if some trick-or-treater showed you. I don't know. came up and like farted on you and ran away. I want to know. Because the first episode of November, whatever number that turns out to be by the time I'm done with all this, is going to belong 
to you. It's a listener takeover episode, and it's going to be all about your Halloween adventures. And hey, when you finally get into your costumes, please send me a picture so that Alexis can put it on the cool Instagram account so that we can all see your cool Halloween costume. And we can just wish that we were you, like we don't already, because you're pretty fucking awesome, to be perfectly honest i try to be cool around you but sometimes inside i'm just like oh my god i can't believe they're listening to the show i'm so nervous okay so if you have a cool halloween adventure please give me a call at 917-720-2047 or if you prefer you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com and as always that is queens with a z that's for my european listeners to make up for all the fun we made of you during the Slaughter High episode. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay, or on Twitter at Scream Queens. And you can now find the brand new Instagram account at Scream Queens Podcast that's being hosted by Alexis. She's the greatest, and go see the good work that she's doing and join the fun over there. And hey, if by any chance an episode a day is just not enough of me all up in your ear holes, Perhaps you want to become a Patreon subscriber. Become a patron of the show by heading over to www.patreon.com slash screamqueens and picking a subscription plan and you will get bonus episodes all month long and occasionally some kind of very, very random but wonderful surprise and I can't tell you what they are because you're not a subscriber right now. But if you are, you'll know all my secrets. Well, not all my secrets. You don't want to know all my secrets. Well, maybe well, I do talk about a lot on the show. But you know, okay, some of these things you just do not want to know. You will not sleep well at night knowing these secrets. But that has nothing to do with the Patreon accounts. Go and subscribe and join the fun and help the show and make things sound better and make advertising happen. And someday we'll get merchandise to sell to you guys. And I'm babbling now. Patrick is 100% babbling. So that is time to wrap it up for realsies this time. So, until next time. Might be, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. I can't believe I almost left without plugging my own project. Please, head on over to give.classy.org slash sq and do exactly what it says. Give and be classy about it. Help the folks at New Alternatives. Help these homeless gay kids. Not just find a place for the night, but to find a forever home and a job and get a goddamn education and some medical help. That would be awesome, and it's all up to you. We can hit this $1,000 goal. I know we can. And I have to think of a cool prize that I can give you all if we do make it. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a sexy video for all of you. What? Now, can we give you money not to do that? All right. Chuck you. Fuck, fuck you. How dare you? How dare you talk back to me like that when I'm podcasting? But really, shouldn't giving be the reward in and of itself? No, Patrick. Now we want to see the dirty video of you. Fuck you guys. Really? Well, you asked for it. Maybe you'll get it. I don't know. We'll have to see. So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And never forget, especially during the Halloween season, the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Gotta make it to the final reel because if you die before that, you're nobody. But you're not nobody. You're a superstar. That's what you are. End the show. Oh, my God. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, calories Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches! <laughs>